Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! All right, here we go. Welcome, AfterBuzzers, to the newest hit NBC shows, After Show at AfterBuzz TV, Aquarius. I'm your host, Sam Davidson. If you guys haven't done so already, please go on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, rate, review, subscribe. I'm assuming we're using the hashtag ABTVAquarius. Um, you can find me on Twitter and tweet at me if you want during the episode at SamD43. I have two lovely men here with me that are my awesome co-hosts. You guys want to introduce yourselves and let them know where they can find you on Twitter? You are way too kind. I'm Guy David. You can find me on Twitter at Guy and a Girl Show. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back. <laughs> It's a really funny Twitter handle. Hey, guys, I'm Nicholas Grava. You can tweet at me or, you know, find me on Instagram at Nicholas Grava. Awesome. So we had two episodes this evening. Yeah. And it was a lot to take in. What did, what did you guys feel about it? Um, Immediately just off the the first episode, I loved it. I couldn't wait to start the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh a little bit weary after the second one. It felt like two different... To me, it really did feel like two different shows, two different tones, I thought. You know, the first one was really easy to follow. I knew it was happening. second one feels like the plot started to just go in a lot of different directions. Two hours is heavy. It's heavy for <laughs> a, a new show to watch a premiere, but... um. I, lo- I love the 60s. We all love the 60s. We love the drugs, sex, race, rock and roll, politics. And I was just caught sometimes just admiring how they did it. I thought they yeah. did it really well, showcasing the 60s. Now, there's a lot to go in terms of character development and the plot forming. But this was such an interesting period in American history that I was with you. The second episode wore on me a bit because mm-hmm. we didn't know what direction it was going in. But... I am hopeful because I looked forward to this for a long time, and I'm hopeful these holes can be filled over the next coming 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and not to get into news and gossip, but what we do know is that NBC will be putting these episodes online after tonight's two um, in its entirety, the, fir- the first season in its entirety. So why they're doing that, we're not really sure. What are you going to do? Are you going to watch it or...? Um, you know, we'll make a decision uh, collectively. But the <laughs> last she's gonna thing. watch it. I'm gonna, watch I'm it gonna guess right now. <laughs> <laughs> the last show that I did that was a Netflix show, and I thought we all agreed on air that we were just gonna go home and watch it. But apparently, I misunderstood. Um, so I was the only one that knew everything. I hate the sneaky people that they know we'll watch it together <laughs> week by week, and then they sneakily go and watch all ten episodes, and then they act like they haven't watched it, but it's clear that they have watched it because they're trying to be know it alls. Maybe, yes, I understand, but maybe that could that could help them because then they're going to be able to connect the lines and have a little bit different approach yes. from it. Yeah, but they're cheating by not <laughs> telling us they're doing that it. Is okay, well, let's just say, first of all, I did not cheat on the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, if anyone is watching that watched that. They told me everyone was going to do it. Secondly, I think this is the kind of show that... 
Like, after we watched this, I said, I really don't know much of what happened in the second episode because I'm very confused. I wish I could watch it three more times. So it being on streaming and having us being able to kind of, like, watch and dissect each one for this show specifically, I think could be a big help as far as after shows. So My question is this, though. How many viewers are really going to... I think we are not the average viewer because we like to get the information. A lot of people, if they watch an episode once and they don't get what they wanted to get from it or don't understand it, I think they just move past the show. That's what I feel with the average year. Not a lot of people, I think, will rewatch, especially the first or second episode of a show, to get more info to understand it. What do you guys think? No, that's a good point, because I really did my research, so I don't look like an idiot when I come on here now. Sure, so. I, I didn't, so here's the, here's the hoping. <laughs> so, so, so I knew what was going on, but yeah. I was thinking to myself, if I just started watching this... I would have enjoyed the whole scenery of the 60s, but I wouldn't have known right. a yeah. lot of it. I would have been stuck, and I'm not sure whether I would have rewatched it, you know? Okay, well, let's just get into the episode and see what we understood and yeah. what we didn't. I think that it's a very uh, character-heavy series, and obviously David Duchovny is the star, the producer, and he loves himself a lot because of the big David Duchovny (laughs) just, like, uh, wording before the name of the show. Mm -hmm. I love you, David. I do, too. (laughs) I mean, I'm fine with it. He's got the clout in my books to do what he wants. I agree. That's one thing I will say in the second episode. I think that there's a lot of reason why they did what they did is because we got to see more character development in him in outside of the original case that he was working on with Emma, which I think was yes. nice to develop him a little bit more. And he definitely became more, you know, attractive as a character. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, let's start with Emma. So she's this girl that is the daughter of Grace, who is somebody that David Duchovny's character has... Mm-hmm. whose name is Sam, which is easy for me to say because that is my name, but they really call him um, Hodiak. It's his last name. That, yeah. yeah, everyone just, yeah, his last name, Sam Hodiak. That's David mm-hmm. Duchovny's character. Emma is at a party with her boyfriend, who is an actor that's on a bunch of shows. and Rick. he's Yes, Rick. And uh, he gets a little blowy. Sorry, I don't know if I can say that. Yeah. Um, by... Some girl that we later find out. Now that was uh, that was a twist I didn't see coming. Did yes. you see that she was going to be part of their little clan? Yeah. Cult? So so that was a well, plan, right? Yeah. Okay. So let, let's let's talk this through like someone doesn't know. Yeah. Even though if someone were listening to us, they would have no idea what they're are listening to well, because this is very complicated. Watch the show and it's then watch us. So yeah, watch the show first. Um, okay, so she sees her boyfriend cheating on her and then meets Charlie. Mm-hmm. Who, well, first she see, meets these girls yeah. who kind of draw her in as like, oh, we're friends, let's go hang. And she, that's how she's eased into it because that's less threatening, I think, a bunch of group of girls. They relate to each other. Then they meet. Yes. You know. I didn't, I didn't think he was that charming. I thought he'd really like... He had such a cult following, Charles Manson. I expected a really charming, well-spoken sort of guy and to approach her in this playboy sort of way, but I thought he was a bit rough. I wouldn't have fallen for it if I was Emma. But I did wonder, you know, how accurate is that that someone would just immediately... Because we didn't see a lot of negative stuff at, negative stuff at home with mm-hmm. her, which I think would have been a little bit helpful to start to draw that conclusion of, okay, home is bad. You know, she is invisible, as he keeps saying it, and that's why she went here. But I was questioning a lot of, like, why was she so willing to, they, to join? They said yeah. she has run away before, so she's been in trouble in the past, yeah. and that's what made her mother so concerned. Yeah, I mean, 
when I was watching this, this is the type of show that is kind of seems like a movie. In a movie, you watch all at once, mm-hmm. and you get most of your questions answered, and if there's a sequel, that's awesome. But with this, it's like they're giving you snippets, and you're so confused. I'm sure as the season progresses, we will understand why she wanted to run away, because as we know, her father, little Kenny, mm-hmm. um you know, has some secrets of his own. He's a sphinx, if you will, as, a, as, as she called him. Yeah, a sphinx. And when they said that, I literally go, what does that mean again? Nick just goes, I think it means like a cat or like a slime cat or something. <laughs> I don't know, I think that's what it is. And I go, that makes sense. I think that's what it means, too. But, you know, she, her character is obviously pretty annoying. I, I, I kind of think. And I'm like, this whole thing's happening because this dumb girl, like, just run. Just run, girl. But that's what they say about cults, you know? They- I guess, but I didn't, like you said, like, I didn't think he was so suave and, like, oh, wow, like, he really smooth-talked his I didn't think that. Because, I mean, this guy's so suave. He's 80 years old in prison now and still has a following <laughs> 50 years later. Yeah. And he drew hundreds of people in and made people, you know, kill for him, make love to him. He must have had some sort of... I didn't. I didn't see that. From he did the have a few one-liners or things that were, mm-hmm. I guess, persuasive tendencies. But overall, yeah, in the beginning scene, that was. But it's sure. creepy. He said um, about Emma when they first met. Uh, I pulled her out of the womb of ignorance yeah. and into the light of that. now. I wrote that too. Yeah, just that crazy cult hippie '60s movement thing going on that mm-hmm. it just it sort of drew drew people in. Um, do you guys wish you saw a bit more of how she got, you know, how she got drawn into him? Or were you just, were you had to move the episode along? Well, I was ha- I was happy to move it along to see what we were going towards, you know, because we all knew she was going to join at that point. So I was mm-hmm. excited to see what that meant. For some reason, um, I wish we saw a little bit more of that side of that date. You know, she was just so content with it all. And even two days, three days, and they said, how are you? And she said, oh, I haven't. She spoke about, like, you know, I haven't heard my mom call me or anything like that. I don't have my phone. And and she was just very content with it. And I'm saying, I don't know if things are different in the 60s, but, like, you were normal four days ago, and now suddenly, like, that's cool, you're fine. I don't know. And she wasn't going to a great environment. I mean, they had no food. They had to steal for clothes, Mm -hmm. no money. So they weren't living in luxury, you know. And she lives in luxury. She lives in that massive house with a great view over Hollywood Mm -hmm. on Beverly Hills. So, yeah, yeah, there's something. I think he knew that she had a quality that he could prey on. Well, he had been preying on her for quite some time, we find out, because, you know, Charlie had a relationship with her father. Um, But so basically where the show is like, this is where the show is going to start and the first mystery we were going to tackle is what happened to Emma. And the audience knows what happened, which I love when the protagonist doesn't know, but we know. Mm. So we kind of get to follow them in their discovery. It's a little bit frustrating to do that. But, you know, it's exciting. And she's fine, I guess. You know, she had her... she. She, I think she's considered. I saw her consider escaping a couple times. Possibly. Well, that initial scene, a couple like days in, when he says, "You know, love is love," and they're all around her. I mean, that I was thinking that was the point when she was going to be like, "Done over this. Don't you know this is all a lot more than I thought it was going to be," but it didn't. Yeah. Is is the story going to go past Emma? Do you think because they already know who Charles Manson is? Right. They know where he is. And there's still another 13 episodes to go. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's going to expand into the bigger 
picture? I think that's what the second episode did. I think the first episode, the pilot that they filmed, probably was focusing a lot on that, and I think they may have got some critical notes saying, let's add in some other storylines, let's add in, you know, he takes this other case during it, which I don't see of any correlation to Emma's case, except for character development and to get used to, oh, we're going to see other cases every show, too. Yeah, well, it's, you know... Charlie Manson, I mean, you know, his character is in every single episode. He's super creepy, which kind of reminds me of a new show on ABC that's coming that's very creepy called Mm. The Whisper. I like that transition. I'm very excited about this new show, you guys. Me too. The trailers are unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So basically, I'm just going to give you guys a quick rundown because I think it might be something that you all will like if you like Aquarius. It's imaginary friends are cute, right? But what if an imaginary friend was not so imaginary? In the mysterious new drama on ABC, someone is tricking innocent children into playing a dangerous game, a game that could threaten the entire human race. Parents cannot see or hear their children are being manipulated, but people are being hurt. Nobody knows that this is a not-so-imaginary friend. Really. So I actually got... I read this pilot script when I was on an airplane, which it doesn't have anything to do with travel, but it scared me (laughs) deeply. I was, like, in the air, and I was like, whoa, this is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. um, It's amazing. It has a bunch of awesome stars in it that you have seen on many shows, like Barry Sloan from Revenge and um, Kristen Connolly from House of Cards, a bunch of Awesome, awesome people. You guys really should all check into it. The series premiere is Monday, June 1st on ABC uh, at 10, 9 Central. So I'm going to be watching. Just keeps pulling them out. Yeah. They, they, re- they renew all their shows for other seasons. They just keep pulling them out. Give them credit. Credit's due. That's yeah. true. So everyone, please go watch it because I know I will be watching it. The Whispers, I keep hearing, every, after that trailer breaks in on something, it's always an ear. It ends on like an eerie tone, too. It's really great. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. And I think that I mean, just the network's killing it and Aquarius as kind of confusing as it might have been these two episodes like it's good. It's going to be and like I said, I think they're putting it all online because it's so confusing. Also because there's a lot of history tied into this show like not a lot of shows are based off of things that, you know, we were talking about it when you were watching it. We're like, did that actually happen, those right. small little storylines? I don't think so. It's a fictionalized version of Charlie Manson's and, life before yeah. he got caught. Now, I want people that are watching the show and don't know much about Charles Manson to go Google him, go Wikipedia him, go look at his biography because yeah. you learn so much just by reading him and who he is and what he is as a person, his personality. And... That helped me enjoy the show more because I was trying to compare him to the real guy that's still alive now. I've seen do interviews. I've seen his personality. Um, So that really helps knowing what is going to happen and what this man was sort of like. So I suggest people go... Go, go research. Yeah, it does bit, help you know? to have a little bit of that background knowledge while you're watching it. Yeah, it'd be really cool if NBC did something like post different things along with the episodes about the history of Charles Manson and what him and his cult kind of did. Okay, so we haven't even touched on basically the other protagonist in the show whose name is Brian. 
This is your man. Yeah, this, I, I met him at a pool about a month ago. Um, <laughs> this is your man. He's he's a nice guy. He's a he's a very attractive man. If you uh, hadn't noticed, and he also has the same haircut as like a lot of the other There's guys on the show. I don't know if that's the sixties. If they just had that one cut going down, it just looks like the hipster cut wow. now. I actually heard an interview with him, and he that was the sixties. It was. He, he really tried to showcase himself in the sixties, but he still looked damn good. I'll agree with you there. I have to tell you, you. Well, I was surprised. When when um, Sam said to him as soon as he was joining him as a partner, he said, "Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna shave that off. We're getting a haircut," and mm-hmm. he stuck to his guns. And that's why I love how he's not the stereotypical cop in the show. And all the he kind of plays on it, even when the lawyer comes in and he says, "Do I look like I work here?" When he's in the station, so I think that's cool that he is that polar opposite to Sam. I like his character too. I like the way he's playing, and I like the banter between David Sam Hodiak, David David mm-hmm. character, and him. You got mm-hmm. the World War Two veteran got some baggage, might have had a drinking problem, a bit of corrupt detective with a buzz cut and stuff and then you've got the 60s young hotshot undercover detective I think it's going to I like the chemistry The first thing I want to say is that I just think it's funny that basically every character David Duchovny plays has a drinking problem Californication, X Files, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm in all the movies, like everything. But I love him. Well, he doesn't drink in this one right now because he had a, it's so a many, drinking this is a, this is a Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's gonna happen. They yeah. they touch on it. We know it's gonna happen. But secondly, I mean, Brian is essentially a younger version of Hodiak. I think is what the dynamic they were trying to make. I don't know because we see. How different he is when they in the second episode when they're when they're dealing with that case and when it has to deal with race and stuff and clearly he has different opinions. So I don't know. I do see. I don't know. I guess I'm not sure either way. He's, he's almost ahead of his time. I mean, we found yeah. out he's married to a black woman. Yeah, he's Brian, very, Yeah, yeah. He's very. He's he's straight and narrow. He's a straight guy mm-hmm. by the books. Um, yeah. He's almost ahead of his time in his character he's betraying. Yeah, I know. He's so hot. Um, <laughs> Enough anyway. of that. I can't <laughs> and we've covered that. Thank you, Sam. But, you know, in a way, uh, Hodiak said something to Brian, you know, almost as though, like, you don't know. Like, I think that Hodiak has been through so much that, like, maybe he was like Brian. And, and he's, he's changed and work because, is... you know, everything that's happened to him or whatever that may be. That you come in all naive, kind of like, oh, I'm going to save the world. I'm going to, like, smoke weed and live how I want to live and, like, whatever. But that changes. <laughs> I think we're going to find out a lot more about his past as we go on, too. It's sort of like Dom Draper and Mad Men. You find his history, how he wasn't who he was if you watch Mad Men. I think it's going to be similar with Hodiak. I think he's got a past, a World War II past. Mm-hmm. Some things happened to him. I think that's going to come into the story later on. I hope so. I mean, I was, like, looking the year they said this started, which is 1967. Mm. That's the year that this show takes place or starts to take place. And I'm like, whoa, are they – that? I guess that guy would be older than my dad. I'm, like, trying to, like, count the years. But, you know, it's a, it's a whole different generation that, you know, we've touched a lot upon in movies and stuff. But not a lot of TV shows necessarily tackle this time – in the no, history. to be honest, and I think they're doing an amazing job at it. But I was trying to actually think back of I couldn't think of any TV show that I had watched that had been that had taken place. There's a lot that have tried, and I really hope this isn't going to be one of them. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm when I hear that they're releasing all the episodes online, I don't see that initially as a positive. I see I get a little scared about that, but I guess that's just because it's so 
taboo and that, you know, it's only Netflix that does it. So maybe they do have something up their sleeve of why they're doing it. But I, it seems a little, I don't know, to me. I don't know, it's NBC 9 p.m., primetime sort of television. And but, there's, yeah, I mean, there's been a ton yeah. of press for this show. And David Duchovny is a humongous force to be reckoned with. That's true. That's really true. But once I said again, I do think you have to know the history because I do think it will get heavy for some people, especially those first two episodes. I mean, we sometimes we didn't know what was going on in yeah. that second episode yeah. right there. Yeah. Okay, so basically what starts to happen is that uh, these two guys team up and they become partners. And uh, then Brian kind of gets pushed into being undercover, which makes total sense because he looks like... He doesn't look like he's a cop. Yeah. yeah. And also, I just want to say, I wasn't around in the 60s, so I really don't know. But, like, why didn't uh, Hodiak drive a cop car? You know, and they the Miranda rights. I didn't know this. Learn a new thing every day. They yeah. were like new. It, they just learned it in nineteen sixty seven. When it started, the sixties. It must have been. I didn't know that either. Do, de- <laughs> do detectives drive cop cars? I think they said they were cops, though. Yeah, I know, but I think detectives don't. Maybe I don't really know the formality of who does and doesn't. But yeah, they just had the the popping light on there. No, he's That's a de- he's a detective. You know, I might have never said it in the episode, but in the readings I've done, he's Detective Sam mm-hmm. Podia. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, it's just so old school for me to watch it. And I was like, huh, why? And I guess there's a you know, the 60s were a crazy time, a crazy time of change. This is the late 60s, almost the 70s. And everyone really was just, you know, they went all out then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've done it well, too. They've portrayed that transition into the free love, peace legacy mm-hmm. 70s, yeah. you know, and you're already you're already seeing some of that. Even which, locations, I was thinking, you know, they're obviously not filming this then, so all these locations that they're filming at, it really, they made the world convincing to me. I mean, me I didn't too. see one weird thing stand out anything. And sometimes there's a few times where I can tell that, like, okay, you're trying to, you know, cut an edge here, cut a corner. But it seemed, I thought they did amazing with that yeah. of really creating the world it looked cool i mean how boring is the 21st century we have iphones and twitter and social media and they back done to that. the 60s man yeah turn back to the rock and roll the that music stuff. is amazing yeah. yeah which was a great part of, and i am assuming that it's going to continue to be a part of the series is having just awesome music throughout and yeah. we did see like a little performance kind of you know here and there mm-hmm. um pool parties and there was just so many like weird little things in the episode that I wish I had watched each episode two or three times so we can really delve into it, but it kind of is all confusing. So to me are still. you? I don't know where you stand. You're skeptical about it, or you just? Oh, confused? I love it. You no, loved it. I loved the show. I thought it was really great. But there is, you know, certain storylines that, like we, you know, we were all watching it together, and we were. I was just like, what? What was that? What did, we we're like, you know, mm. I don't know. It, 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 I think it will take time. I, I remember it took me a lot of episodes to get into Breaking Bad, and it turned out to be my favorite show ever. Yeah. Some, some, some shows, shows are like that. Are That's like true. That. that is really true. And some of the best shows are like even Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, are both shows that everyone will always say you have to watch a few before you can... But really... okay, let's say you're a network executive and you want to make money and you're going to make a show like that and you say... You know, we're going to put this on air. We don't want to lose viewers because it gets really good in three and four. Mm-hmm. Let's just put them all online so that happens so we gain an audience. Could be. I think, but that, 
I don't know. It just mm-hmm. seems crazy risky to me. Because then, you know, if you go binge online, are you going to be watching? Then are there the numbers? How do you know if the numbers are bad because people aren't watching or if the numbers are bad because everyone's watching online? Well, they'll have an online hit thing. You know, I'm sure they have a whole other skew yeah. of how they calculate it. I mean, I originally thought this was going after Netflix and... People, and yeah, mm-hmm. like that, but maybe you know, maybe. I, I mean, know. they have a great at listen. The concept is amazing so far. They have done it really well, so I think this show could, it has so much potential. I really do think it could be really great. There is some, there's some interesting parts of the show still to come, like. Um, Emma's dad. What's his name? Khan? Ken? Yes, Khan. Ken. Let's get into Ken. Ken's um, quite the character. This is the show that every, in the last like five to ten minutes, we learn everything. In each episode, yeah. those are like the most, you know, educational areas. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he's a fascinating character because yeah. there's so much we don't know about him. There's so much secrecy. <laughs> we've already We've already found out a huge amount. And there's still a lot we don't and know. I'm sure we're going to learn more. I honestly don't know if I want to learn more about Ken. Like, he is He's just, a shady fellow. But he's also weak. Like, he... I mean, I don't know. So, okay, basically what happens is that, you know, we find out, you know, Ken is Emma's father. father. Yeah. And... But he represents Charles Manson. He's a lawyer. And um, then Charles basically accosts him uh, at his car and looks like he rapes him. Mm-hmm. And that's like a male-on-male rape on, you know, uh, NBC. That's kind of a big thing. He was got, I think the car went past just when he was about to rape him. Yeah. yeah and well, we were left thinking. No, he Whoa. did. He ripped, he ripped his pants. Right. We know. Oh, do you think... The act was done. I don't think the act was done. I think it was in progress. It was about to be done. I, I, I but it's no, it's no all intention. <laughs> no, I, I do think. And when he came home, and his wife was asking him, you know what? And he, you know, and even Sam was there. They were kind of trying to figure out what happened. He has this cut on his neck. His, his, he's all ruffled up. His pants are messed up, and. He lies. And they didn't know that he knew Charles Manson at that stage. Right. Before he came yeah. Because we, uh, someone like kind of came in and they were talking, and so we skipped the first part. I thought it was commercial break, and then it was going to cut to him coming, uh, Ken coming home, being like, oh my God, I was just attacked. And yeah. then, you know, Grace, his wife, calls her friend, who's the cop, who's also helping to look for her daughter. But that's not what happened at all. It was kind of just a coincidence that uh, David Duchovny's character comes in to the house at that time. And he, mm-hmm. at, it, I mean, it literally looks like Ken has been attacked by a vampire. Yeah. He has like a thing on his deck. His and clothes have been ripped. Wife. Yeah. But he isn't, but also though, when Charles Manson, and I can't really say his name without saying Charles Manson, because it's not just Charles, it's Charles Manson, mm-hmm. like. No, he's the infamous Charles Manson. Yeah. He knows that, Ken knows that Charles has his daughter, Emma. Emma, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, sorry. It's so many names. A lot of names. His first episode is tough. Uh, but he doesn't do anything about it. He doesn't tell anybody where his daughter is and he knows where his daughter is and who his daughter is with why because he knows he, there's also a lot of his own baggage that comes with that and i think that's what we learned that he's not the most you know 
dad, you know, he's not dad of the year. He's not, you know, looking out for the best intentions of his daughter. He clearly is worried about himself and his own secrets and his own past. So he's trying to iron this out the way he wants to do it in like a secretive way clearly yeah we see at the end obviously he likes men and he's having an affair with charles Mm -hmm. but charles has manipulated him but with emma outside the door yeah but also the other lawyers in the firm were also there was one other lawyer right who said this guy is a very dangerous man we have to keep clear he was more worried about sam than Char- because he said, this guy's like an ant, why is this other guy involved? We can just give him what he wants, we'll set up a meeting for him, and that's done and done. But now he's really worried about the police getting involved. There's something bigger here than yeah. just the love. and uh, Exactly. Know. I think that the other lawyer, uh, that is Ken's partner, you know, colleague, what mm-hmm. have you, he was worried about himself. Very much so. Yes. Uh, we all asked, what does he have over their heads that we don't know? And, I mean, Charles Manson is one of the greatest manipulators in U.S. you know, history. But mm-hmm. um, this is a high, powerful law firm. There's something more we don't know, which I think we're going to find out later, because you can't just manipulate right. something Such that high powerful powered when, people. when he can't afford yeah. you know, a sandwich. Yeah. Well, we find out, though, one of the ways to make uh, Charles Manson happy is to help him with his music career, mm-hmm. which is true to form with history with Charles Manson about what he did. We were talking about it when we were watching the show, you know, that he has like a history with the Beach Boys. And there has been a bunch of very famous bands like Guns N' Roses that have covered his songs. He has been like a fad, almost a trend, while he has been in prison for the past, like, I don't know, 40 years. And this this is everything. It all stems back to his music. Yeah. And by all what I hear, he's actually quite talented, but he never got a break, and that got him that he resented society. He resented famous people because no one ever gave him that break, and that led to this cult-like rebellion mm-hmm. that he created. And all the people he brought in had to love his music, had to be on his path, had to worship his music, you know, and that's where it all started from. The I 60s. loved the quote at the end that was, you either live in fear or you're the one that everyone's fearing mm-hmm. or something like that at the end of the episode. And I said, okay, that's a, that's what this, you know, the mantra of this show is basically that right there. Yeah, and, you know, to get a little bit into the second episode, I, in the first episode, I was thinking, this is all really messed up. And I kind of hate how, like, Charles Manson is seeming not, he was definitely extremely creepy, but, you know, he's wooing these women. And I, you know, for a moment, I'm like, well, I guess if you're very insecure and you don't know who you are or what you're doing, something, you know, the things he's saying to you would make sense and give you comfort. But then he just kind of, like, takes it to a whole other level. But I'm we didn't see a lot of him in the second episode, which was the problem with the second yes, episode. I would agree. But why? All I can ask myself is, okay, why did they do that to us? Except to explore and develop other characters, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, there must be much more of a storyline to come, a bigger picture, because we already know a lot of them. They know who Charles Manson is. You know, like I said, they know who has Emma. It can't go for 30 episodes. Right, they can't go. They know, yeah, it's, and now that the now that Ken is there... And Emma knows. Emma's aware that her you father think was she, in the room. She knows. Oh yeah, that's why she was about to turn the handle. I think that's why she was about to go in. She heard. He knew that she heard. That's why he was so scared. Go home, Emma. Go home. Right. 
Well, it's just like, and then when she lets the doorknob go, it's almost like she's in acceptance. Like, okay, me and my dad are in love and banging the same guy. What? Mm-hmm. And just like letting that go and walking away. Does she know whose dad's in there? I think so. I think you know. I think she has an idea. She heard his voice. Isn't that why she originally stopped I, in the hallway? Yeah, I think that's why she stopped. And then you know, he said, "Turn around, Cherry." Pie, or whatever it is, you yeah. called her. Was it? Was it? Is that yeah, what it was? Pie. Cherry pie. pie. I'm like, am I creepy? I'm like, did I just make that up? And that was weird. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. Uh, and because he see uh, Charles sees Emma start to kind of uh, grasp her like power and independence. Well, she starts to make her own life. There's no food, and suddenly, bam, she's the one that's out there getting the food behind the grocery stores, bringing it in, and, you know, a few a few, I don't know what the time was, but a few earlier shots, she was trying to steal a jacket, and really timid, and nervous, and only thinking about herself, and then he enlightened her to the bigger picture in she's, his world. She's 16 years old, too. I think that's why I'm thinking, what's wrong with her? But she's then I remember yeah, that's she's true. 16 years old, she's run away before, she's not exactly mature, she doesn't, you know... Did Charles Manson prey on, like, adolescent, younger girls in general? I, I actually am not really sure. No, I, yeah, you go. No? I know, I don't he know. He has no idea. I, I, he got them at a young <laughs> age, and then they stayed with him for many years. I That's think. what makes sense, you know, when someone is kind of, like, transitioning into who they are. And hasn't developed their full sense and, of self and yeah. awareness of everything. And he started with petty crime, mm-hmm. and it turned into them murdering for him mm-hmm. in gruesome ways. He never actually murdered anybody. Here's my question, though. His parole officer seemed very yeah, to take a really back seat in all of this. Oh, what you know, Sam asked, "Well, when of you last? I don't know, maybe a month ago." We all heard his rap sheet of everything he's done. If I mean, maybe things are I don't know, maybe things are different in the '60s. But like, if you know that's one of the people that you're keeping an eye on, wouldn't you be? Unless he, unless he has something over him too. I think so. I kind of we could learn that he has a lot more control than things that we think. Yeah, I think he has something over everybody. Am I missed? Did didn't the lawyers speak to the? PO too, and they got together and no, or am I missing that? No. Did that happen or not? No, I don't think the. No, I yeah. Think, wait, yeah. didn't he call right before the because the scene in the shop when he cut the guy's eyes? I think the parole officer was calling the lawyers about that to let them know that something's going on. I thought there someone was a... called and said Charlie Manson's. You know, yeah, someone, guys, we, we apologize if you guys have already watched this like three or four times. This is our first time watching it, so you're just in it with us, like for the long haul, because we are as confused as you are. And if you're watching live now, tweet us if you know or have comments about anything. Feel free to tweet us all yeah. right now, and we can you know join in the conversation. I just like you know, what if like Charles Manson's like one of his wives at home tweets us? That'd be really cool and scary. I never get that lucky. <laughs> that would be, be so creepy. What it would be think? so cool. That, that could make national headlines. That probably would make national headlines wow. with the airing of this show. But yeah. my question is, what do you think his opinions are of this show? And he's he's aware of it. He's alive. He's, he's probably he, like, I have a show on every uh, planet and dimension and realm of this world. So welcome to my he's, welcome he's, to my club. He's still a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's still completely nuts. There's like ladies that send him their underwear. He didn't. He got denied parole, which he was always going to. But he just walks up to the parole officer and says, "I'm a very dangerous man. Don't let me out." 
Mm-hmm. Parole denied. There you go. Made it easy for you. But I wonder if um, the actor... <laughs> Nick's like going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> just, yeah, this is a real... Like, I did not know much about all of this, so like, this is a lot of new information. Like, Gethin Anthony, I think, who plays Charles Manson, mm-hmm. he would have had absolutely no contact with Charles Manson, right? Yeah, I, I couldn't... I don't know. I don't imagine he did any kind of scene study going in there. <laughs> Maybe he did a lot of reading like, and talking to friends of friends, but... I will, I will, I'll try and research that. Yeah, we'll you know what? Now, now, method he went. Exactly. Yeah. Now I'm fascinated. We all are fascinated, which I hope the rest of America is fascinated that like we will kind of research this because uh, on the short like kind of log line on IMDb, it's the story about two cops that go after Charles Manson when a girl goes missing um, before him and his cult goes on their big murder spree, which we all know about that. You know, everyone's kind of familiar with that story. You know, he basically went after, like, Hollywood stars. Hey, there's no spoilers there. This has happened. We yeah. Know, this is why he's famous. So I don't know if, like, you know, let's say the show goes on for a while. Are they going to tackle that? You they know? must. That's what I don't know either. And, uh, and Where they're going to go, which I, direction. I looked up reviews and stuff and couldn't find I want to see if they go way up to, like, the Shannon Tate murders, who was eight months pregnant. and she Well, that's, like, his and, biggest thing, Charles yeah. Manson. If you're going to make a show about him, I can't imagine you don't go on to that, right? Yeah. It wouldn't make, I mean, to me, it wouldn't make sense. If you're going to use him, I mean, you'd use him. Well, when bad things happen, especially in America, people say you kind of need to give it, like, a grieving time before you make a movie or a TV show about it. But this has been, you know, it's been a good 50 years. Oh, yeah. And in today's uh, society, I think we've even cut that grooving really short. We lifetime moved. certainly has. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I kind of like, though, that this is kind of like like simmered and like soaked in everything and people have forgotten about the story and now they're bringing it back and be like remember this this was crazy mm-hmm. and not a lot of people really like made anything about it I'm surprised has there been a Hollywood movie the, I think there was there a lifetime was. there was something there was a Hollywood there was a movie that wasn't very good um, I think there was a lifetime movie maybe a, perhaps a mini series I'm not quite sure we will research and get back to you next week we promise do we think this is going to be focused on Charles Manson, or is this more of a period drama, just showcasing the characters of the era and stuff like that, for people to go back to the... I think if we had just seen the pilot, I would have said it's focused on him. Mm-hmm. I think they changed a lot up in that second episode, because mind you, that's the time gap once they can review their first episode, that's when networks are giving notes, and I think they started to make it a little bit more of a time piece mixed with that. I oh. think they're trying to capture a bigger audience. Oh, so the producers and the networks will look to the pilot and then said, "Go this way." If that yeah. was, unless it was written as a two-hour pilot the entire time, which I no, doubt. because it because we saw it the whole show the beginning start again. Do you, mm-hmm. know, you remember? Yeah, halfway re- through yeah, 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 it was two true. episodes, two separate episodes, yeah. and. What I learned about shows that have, you know, like 10 to 13 episode orders, they often get moved and they often get put out of place, the episodes, you know. Yes. Like the second episode might not really have been the second episode because it kind of lost us all a little bit. That happened with Allegiance. I was working on Allegiance and they did, um, they started to move around different mm-hmm. episode slots. They and really just shouldn't do it. 
I'm glad you said you were lost because I was thinking I'm not going to say I'm lost because they probably are right on it and they're going to think no. I'm stupid. No. You know, You're I'm just glad. Australian. It's I'm, fine. And, 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 that, and that's the perception <laughs> I was worried I was going to get. I was worried you're going to oh, another stupid Australian get put on the panel with. <laughs> just leave it to us, you know? <laughs> us Americans. Well, please There's let another us Australian know, yeah. in the show, actually. Which one? Uh, what's her name? The, oh, Claire yes. Holt. Yeah. Claire Holt, which I need to touch upon because I love her. I love Claire Holt. She has been in so many of my favorite favorite shows like the vampire diaries the originals pretty little liars she is all over the place and was actually a contender to be on supergirl to really? be supergirl i didn't know that but uh she chose this instead so i'm not sure if i'm crazy here but there are many great australian actors kate blanchett nicole kim and russell there Griffey, are too. a lot amazing a list. Yeah, anyway yeah. i yeah. see them play americans in movies all the time because they've been mm-hmm. I heard with Claire Holt, her car- I heard a slight Australian twinge in her accent. Can, you, can we hear your up? American? Do you have? Do you? Can you try to do a full-on American? It sounds a little like a southern. Do it, loser. Just Go like ahead. Just, let's hear. What do you guys want me to see? I've been working on my accent recently. Oh God, that was good. Well, you know, Claire Holt does almost as good of a job as you just did. Did anyone hear that? Oh my God! Oh, I have co- no. I totally did because I've been. I've I watched her on so many shows. I, I, I didn't. She, she. I feel like they had her not speak a lot because she has a really strong accent. You think that's why. In her I, other shows, does it shine through or no? She has an accent every okay. other. Or no, actually, on Pretty Little Liars, she did not have an accent. Um, but what do you mean did not have an accent. It means talk like she taught. Had an American accent. Had an American accent okay. on Pretty Little Liars, but on the originals on H two O, which was her like first thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> and yeah, I watched it. It's you nice. did. You watched H two O. yeah. I shouldn't have noticed it, but I heard some Aussie like words come out, yeah. and I'm thinking, oh, please don't let me be hearing this. Yeah. So okay, let's touch on her for a moment. I wish we got yeah. more of her. I wish she did end up. She's a big part of the yeah. show. Like I'm, she's a top build cast person. Like yeah. you know, we're gonna get a lot more of her. Um, and she goes undercover with Brian, and uh, she he kind of offers her up for sex, which was weird. Well, because we undercover. know that we know that she we know that he wants girls. She's a girl. We know that she can get in and infiltrate a little bit more. So at that point, I think you know. He knew she, he had her back. So, like, yes, he was offering her up, but he knew it was never going to end up like that. And I think she knew, too. And we saw at the end, she was kind of into it. She was like, she was like, oh, no, I, loved, I it. loved it. And what, what I've read is that her character is demanding respect in a dominated male mm-hmm. you know, industry in the 60s. So I think she's going to go beyond her means to to, to get, to get that. that. So I think we're going to see a lot more of her coming up. I liked her. I think she could be a really cool character. Especially, I would love to see someone on the inside of, of that whole cult lifestyle. Yeah, and I'd I think, when cult. I just saw that little braid in her hair, and just, I was like, oh, she's going to get in. <laughs> <laughs> she's ready. Poor Shadow, she had a braid. <laughs> yeah, and she had a braid. And, you know, a lot of stuff happened in the second episode, which, to be honest, I'm not... I don't really want to cover it because I don't know how much of it is going to be. I can't wait to see how much of it's going to connect or how yeah, much of there, it is. Yeah, there was a weird guy well, named Leo. Um, who we I had like a big wife. question mark next to him. He murdered his wife. He and was it, wanted to be a dancer, didn't succeed. Yeah. We still don't know if we'll ever see him again or if we will see him again. Yeah. We, don't, we don't know anything, do we? To be honest, I hope so. Not because I like the character, but because I want there to be like, I hope it did not yeah, just I want be random. Connection. 
Yeah. yeah it might, might have just been portraying the race aspect. You know, they brought Which, the black guy mm-hmm. in, he did the whole Islam spill, and it might have been that period. Yeah. Thing yeah. Again. And I just, know. you know, tying it up full circle, we find out that Brian has, a, you know, an African American wife and, and a child with her. At so, that stage, I thought that was the point of it all to me, but it couldn't be. I don't know. That's just too small. I mean, it's cool. Like, good for you, dude. I guess in the 60s, you know, that was a big thing. Like, now it's, you know, it's like everybody else. I yeah. mean, a white guy could be fearful for their life for doing that in the 60s. Yeah, and he was very open. He's like, come on, and he invited... Which uh, I think is a big yeah, step for him in that character relationship to see that now that's that mutual trust and respect, mm-hmm. since that is such a big secret to him at that time, you know, letting Sam in on that is something to say. You know, I, I'm sure he doesn't bring his whole life to all, everyone else in the department. I'm sure yeah. Sam's one of the only ones. And I think Sam respected it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you could see that such a strong man that, you know, had his ways and what he believed really kind of started to reflect on that and started to see maybe that, you know, he's been doing things wrong. I did see that little light bulb go off in, his, yep. in Sam's eye. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that basically ends our first two episodes of Aquarius. Let's get into predictions here, guys. That always creeps me out. It's supposed to. Especially with what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to predict that Chairmaine, that's her name, yes, mm-hmm. my biggest prediction is... She, I hope, this is also a hope, prediction says hope. That I you, cha- hope that she changes his, her name? That she makes it easier for me to pronounce. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I hope she <laughs> infiltrates, starts getting on the inside, starts giving them feedback, and they all start to sort of get in on that whole thing. She starts seeing Emma. I think Emma is deep in at this point. I, I don't know that there's much saving going to be happening anytime soon. I'm just doing a completely random prediction, but um, just because you can't have a, you know, with networks, you always need a love story. Mm, I think, you know what? That's a good point, actually. Where is the love story? What is it? I think it might be Sam Hodiak, David Duchovny, and his ex who's married to the lawyer. Grace. I think they might mm-hmm. get yeah. back together Definitely. or something. I'm just going out in the yeah. Which briefly reminds me just of the ending that we met Sam's son and his ex-wife or current wife and the whole military yeah, storyline that sorry we didn't touch been, on that but that just really threw us like a whole nother like huge thing on basically top of his us son's gone AWOL and he's nervous about it and we don't know much more yeah, than that yeah she's put him in jeopardy mm-hmm. yeah with what By she's done being sick to get and, him out in those days it was you know death punishable yeah. for fling for lying like that What's Jeez. your prediction? I'm excited. Let's see what you got. What's your prediction? Ugh, I'm like, Ugh. okay. Um, I think that Ken is going to die. Like, he's weak. He really, like... You think he's going to literally be murdered, dead? Or, yeah. Or just get killed? I would, okay. I would say give it by episode six latest, and, and then he's, he's going to be dead. Okay. Um, and that weak. would give an awesome yeah. opening for Grace and Sam to be together. Uh, I think that Emma is not really going to want to come back because she's so drawn in. And I kind of, uh, you know, when I found out at the end of the episode that Brian had a wife and family, I was like, oh, damn, because I kind of wanted him and uh, Charmaine. Yeah, me too. I to, saw that. When they were sitting at the desk, I wanted they that. They have too. something. There's a thing. But then there's another conflict with, you know, we don't ever want to break up a family. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't think 
Sam and Grace are going to have a full-on love affair. I just think they're going to secretly hook up sometimes. Mm. Just the emotion of it all is going to... And they're going to remember the past and yeah. just have this ongoing fling. I don't think it's going to end up with them together, though. I wonder if the whole, the one thing that could get Emma to start really seeing Charlie in a different way is the whole storyline with her dad and how she would feel betrayed and lied to by this guy. And disgusted. So that I think she would start to feel like, okay, if you're telling me lie, you know, it'd start to, okay, if you say one lie, is everything else a lie? I think it just could start to make some questions come up in Emma's head. He's such a creep. What do we think of his performance, Grace and Anthony, so far? Quickly. I think, I liked it a lot. I think he, you know, he kept it right. He didn't over, he didn't go over the top in the place of like, oh, he stands out in that room across yeah. from everyone else. He felt, he grounded the performance. There's, there's really got to be a fine line there too yeah. so I think he did that well I do too and I'm really excited to see uh, what that actor is going to do with that character because it's a hard character <laughs> to tackle but like he's good and I think I, I have confidence that he's yeah. going to be great with it alright guys where can we find you on the interweb you can find me at Nicholas Grava on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys for having me. I'm just subbing in right now. Thanks for yeah, inviting me. Yeah, he'll come back anytime one of us can't be here. We have two ho-hos. Ho-hos? <laughs> Whoa. Two co-hosts that are also ho-hos that are um, going to be coming in next week. But Nick will fill in whenever he can. Yes, I will. You are, I love you. Oh, thank guy, you. <laughs> guy and a girl show on Twitter. I don't have Instagram yet because I don't like taking photos. I know that's going to change. But guy and a girl show on Twitter. And uh, please don't forget to follow us at AfterBuzz TV, at AfterBuzz TV on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm your host again, Sam Davidson. You can find me on samdavidsonentertainment.com and on Twitter and Instagram at samd43. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 